Hey there, friend. This is Cynthia Lee, your confidence coach at capriciously.com, and I am the host of this awesome podcast, Unleashing Your Natural Confident Mindset. So what if I told you there was nothing wrong with you and that you don't need fixing at all? Do you know that you already have everything that you need to be confident and to live the exact life that you want? You only need to unlearn all of the bad programming and incorrect thinking you've been given to unleash the incredible power within you. In these podcast series, I'm going to share with you proven steps to help you to create that indestructible, natural confidence that only the 1% of society have in order for you to achieve your goals and to create that success on demand mindset and to live life on your terms. So if you haven't had the opportunity, do make sure that you check out www.capriciously.com. That's C-A-P-R-I-C-I-O-U-S-L-E-E.com to get more valuable information to help you to become the authentic and confident person that you were born to be. was kind of felt like it was dragging and then all of a sudden I was like oh my gosh it's Friday and then it was just like <laughs> yeah and so weird yeah. this week kind of um kind of flew past mm-hmm. very quickly also um I think it's what school ended last week and then the summer started that I feel like I've just been off my schedule all week yes. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a transition. It's definitely a transition period. So yeah, so I'm gonna use this weekend to try to recharge. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, I think it's we're, we're supposed to get thunderstorms this weekend, so hopefully the rest of the like Saturday afternoon would be fine. But who knows? This weather has been so weird. I know. But Sunday is Father's Day, and yeah. um, for our topic today, we were gonna talk about our fathers or more generally, like relation, our first relationships with the men in our lives. Now, usually that man would be our father. Um, sometimes it's a stepdad or sometimes it's an uncle or a grandfather. Um, but we all have that first person of the opposite gender who, um, who we've been involved with for, for a long time or since we were young. Um, I remember something that my... Um, I forget who told me whether it was my mom or maybe I read it somewhere, but that um, for daughters, the first man they fall in love with is their father. And that that's, um, that really kind of struck me, you know, thinking about, okay, like if this man who I'm marrying is going to be the first love of my, my daughter's life, like what kind of man is that? What kind of um, example of, you know, this is right, the right person to spend your life with would that be? So like all those thoughts were like kind of going into my head when, um, when I had daughters, you know, because the same could be true um, 
if you're having sons with their mom, right? We're the first, I know my sons love me to death. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, am I being a good example for who they're gonna marry in the future? You know? um, and thinking even more generally about, um, you know, if you, if, if you have a child who is um, GLBTQ, you know, like with that relationship of who, um, like their future romantic partner might be, you know, might be more aligned with, you know, female or male, or maybe it's, you know, it's, you know, we're, we've been talking about like non, non-binary spectrum as well. So um, we're going to keep it to what, to what we know today. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's our relationships with our dads and thinking about, about Father's Day. Um, our last video was about that guy who totally was giving bad advice to women about relationships and um yeah I um <clears throat> I'm gonna stop you right there I don't really want to talk about him anymore all right uh, the more and more I I think about him I, I just you know I, I, there's a yeah towards women in general um yeah. and yeah. you know I, I think it extends far beyond his beliefs you know this is something that's like something traumatic must have happened to him against a woman and he's projected that on on women and in not a good way you know um so i am we don't need to give it any more air and we don't need to give him any more any more screen time (laughs) yeah yeah i mean yeah so but anyways you know i I do want to talk about something so i I have heard that before too Uh uh-huh daughters daughters first loves are usually their fathers yes you know? and, and also um or uncles or whoever that father figure is mm-hmm. um and you know my my father's been there for me you know and but it's the complete opposite but in the end it turned out that I was looking for someone I'm sorry I fell in love with someone who was just like my father, mm-hmm. you know, and because that was the male figure in my life, whether good or bad, whether I liked him or not, mm-hmm. um, I end up marrying and divorcing mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> someone who resembles my father to a T, you know, mm-hmm. so there's good and bad with that, you know, and, and I think that, you know, those individuals that are like um are are missing that father figure in their life um I I think that it goes towards I don't know it it can still extend towards a a positive female you know um but I do think like having that kind of bond is special especially with um with a father or a male figure Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I do agree that, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, depending on your relationship with your dad, um, what might have happened in your family growing up that you might feel as you get older and you're more aware that, you know, you kind of think of, okay, this, I do want a man, a man who is like my dad, or you might go the opposite way and say, no, you know, I could see all the faults of my dad. And I want a man who's totally the opposite direction right um and it's and I think that like the piece that I hear you saying here that sometimes it's like subconscious sometimes we're not aware we think that oh, okay this man is 
is different. You know, he's totally not like, you know, and then. Well, you know, no, not, not that he's not like, but there's this, there's this unspoken bond you feel with this person because it's familiar. And right. you don't know how familiar he is, but you just know that mm. like this, this feels nice. This feels comforting. This feels good, but it doesn't feel good. It's just what in your subconscious mind, what you're used to and, and, and how you feel a man is supposed to be because that's what you've seen, yes. you know? Um, and it wasn't until like, you know, leaving that I realized I don't want that, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's, is crazy how, um, like that one phrase mm-hmm. can be interpreted like different ways and it can, and it extend like all these different like timelines and, and bounds, you know, mm-hmm. how people interpret it certain things and the simple phrase of, um, daughter's first love is usually their father. Yeah. Love, hate. Love, hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, so I think part of it is, is realizing that when you're a child, right, your world is, is small, right? It's just your family, school, friends, right? It's not until you get older that you can kind of expand. Like if you go off to college or you leave home and you're, you're working, you're meeting other people. Um, and, and I think, and, and I know we've, we've talked about this before, you know, is that having some of that self-awareness of um, what, what do you want in a relationship and not just kind of being reactive, you know, um, I heard you saying that, you know, being with someone who feels comfortable, right? You might say, okay, well, that's great. I do want to feel comfortable with someone, but is it comfort because, you know, this, this, this is what you know, right? Yeah. Comfortable meaning that this is someone who's really a good, a good match for me. It might not be the person I was expecting, but this is someone who is a good, a good match for me. Because I do feel that that comfort is something that kind of, it sometimes traps us into repeating unhealthy relationships. Yes, yes. Unhealthy relationships and um, just unhealthy patterns, period. And, you know, to, to make that distinction between what's comfortable Mm -hmm. and what it is you actually want in a relationship, you have to really know and understand yourself and Um, know what you like and um, what you like to do. So there was just one question. Um, Have you ever, not, not, yeah. So have you ever seen 51st Dates? Oh, with uh, Drew, Drew Barrymore yeah, and Barrymore. Adam Sandler. Yes. Yeah. So I think I actually, that was the one that I had not seen with Drew Barrymore because I do love her like rom, rom-coms, but I've seen like parts of it. And okay. I know that, like um, in the end, like, like, like it's, he, he loves that about her that like, he, like they, they, they end up together. I think I saw the ending of it, but I didn't kind of see the, the beginning. Yeah, so they end up together and every morning that she wakes up, she don't remember the past day. She right. came day, you know, from the yeah. car accident. And so every day he tries to win her love and affection, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is super cute. Yeah. And, you know, um, one occasion, you know, he told her the truth and like he, like he did every day. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, um, to make it easier for you, um, the quickest way to win me over is to give me daisies. 
flower. And so then I was thinking to myself, um, what is the one thing someone can do to actually win me over? Uh-huh. And it's those simple questions that if you don't truly know that about yourself, like you don't really know yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that one thing is, you know? Um, and, you know, I thought that simple question was powerful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree with that. You know, I, I know in my life, it personally took me like several, several tries to figure out, okay, like this is the type of person who I feel would be a good match for me. I know myself well enough to say, okay, this is, this is what I want. And these are some things I could compromise on, but these other things, uh, um, no, like this is, this is my hard line, you know? Um, yeah. And, and, and it definitely takes, it takes some trial and error and it definitely takes some introspection, you know, to be able to ask yourself those, um, those, those types of questions, you know, what, what, what is my hard line? What if I saw, um, if I'm dating someone, we saw that person do this, that I would immediately say, oh no, this is our first and only date, you know, um, what, what, what would that be? What are some things that I could compromise on, you know? Um, like for me, it was like, I didn't have a specific idea of the looks of a person that I would, you know, be, be with. Um, I've actually, I've, my husband is like really the only Asian person I've dated, which is weird. Um, <laughs> cause I've dated like every, every other ethnicity. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I never, you know, expected myself to end up with an, with an Asian man yet here I am. <laughs> So that was something that I can't, I know, surprise, that was something that I, that I felt like, you know, was something I could, I could compromise on. Like, it didn't really matter to me, you know, um, but that, you know, the other parts of his personality and the way that he was, and then his family was also something that I felt was really important, you know, like what was his relationship with his, with his family? Yeah. Yeah, That plays a big part also. Mm -hmm. Um, And so question for you. Yeah. Um, I know I'm gonna get you in trouble. So <laughs> stop me. <laughs> um, so with your husband, was it his traits that attracted you to him? Like his his quality, his um his uh his personality, and was that like familiar or was it what Irma like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, it wasn't, I definitely thought that he was, he was actually not, not so much like, like my dad, you know, um, uh, like my dad is very, my dad is very like, my dad is very charming and he's very kind of, um, like, like, like alpha, you know? Um, and, and when I met, so it's a little bit hard because he does have a lot of the same traits as, as, as my dad. And he also has some traits that are not, not like my dad, you know, like my dad can be very traditional and very um, conservative and Trent starts off that way. Um, But then he, he, he changed and he, you know, he's, he's more flexible than he was when I first met him. Um, But it's, it's a little bit so this question is hard because when I met him, you know how they say that when um, 
you know, like this relationship is the right relationship for you, you know. Um, when I met him, our first kind of like sit down when we were eating, um, I, there was this voice in my head that as we're like talking to each other that said, this is a, a man I could see next to me while I'm giving birth, which is like the weirdest thought because, you know, I'm young, I'm not thinking of giving birth. Yeah. And that thought kind of made, like it just popped <laughs> head and that thought made me be like okay let me pay attention and see if this is the right person to have in my life so I kind of feel like that already kind of like skewed my my view of him you know but he does have a lot of the same traits you know they're both hardworking. they're both willing to to sacrifice for their families um you know he's you know Trent is very um like he knows his stuff. He's very, he's very capable. Um, and that was very attractive to me, you know, like he's really handy around the house. He's um, like at his job, like, like he knows, he, kn he knows his stuff. Um, and that, that intelligence, that intellect, um, you know, I was like, yeah, that's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and even though like, you know, my dad is also really smart, but I wouldn't think he was sexy, <laughs> but I know, right? Um, but like, but in trends, you know, like with his, you know, I thought that was, that to me was really, was really attractive. So, you know, he has a lot of the same qualities as my dad. I mean, the qualities that are similar, but, but less desirable, um, he, he's more flexible with, um, with changing that, with, with changing how, um, how, how he related to me and um, how we were going to make our relationship work, you know, and we did, I mean, he's so much easier to talk to and he listens, um, yeah. you know, which I, which my, my dad can, you know, he's not too much of a listener. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I actually um, asked you a question for a reason. Okay. And so I know that um, the qualities um, and personality of my ex-husband mm -hmm. was very similar to my dad, mm -hmm. you know? And um, before I met him mm -hmm. a long, long, long time ago, mm -hmm. um, my very first boyfriend, uh -huh. He was super sweet, so nice, so caring, mm -hmm. cuddle, and um, I'm the third of five kids, so uh -huh. I never got cuddled. <laughs> I was deprived of hugs. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that wasn't something that I was used to, you uh -huh. know, and it was something that I didn't think that I needed. Mm -hmm. you know so I never had that you know oh my dad is holding me no my dad was like you have food you know you have some place to sleep yeah. you got clothes on your back you know um so I never had that type of affection mm -hmm. and when he was giving that to me mm -hmm. I didn't like it I pushed him away mm -hmm. and um let me see I was 16 and then when I was 19 I ran into him again and he was still that sweet guy that's going to give me a hug. And I felt so comfortable around him. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And I'm just away again. 
I ended up meeting my husband because I thought that felt right because that felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. That felt familiar, you know, um, the no physical touch, you know, um, and just feeling like we're there, that we just exist together, which is like the worst thing that a husband and wife can do. You know, they're not friends. They just, they're in the same house together, maintaining a house. But other than that, there's nothing else there. It's just a legal document saying that you and that person are attached. The worst thing ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but I kept, I stayed, you know, um, and I was with him for, in total, 14 years. Okay. This is in total. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was unhappy, mm-hmm. but it was familiar. Mm-hmm. The house was running fine. The kids were fed and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And even though he had traits of my dad, I felt like that was okay, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, didn't feel, feel right. And so divorce, mm-hmm. I ran back into my high school sweetheart mm-hmm. who is you know, like I said earlier, like opposite from my dad, he's still the whole affectionate, let me hold you mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I realized that was actually what I wanted, you know? And when I start learning myself and figuring myself out, figuring out those little tiny little things that make Cynthia, mm-hmm. Cynthia, I realized that he is the man that I want in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just to be comfortable. So my daughter had a birthday party and mm-hmm. my dad showed up, which he mm-hmm. usually never shows up to anything. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, he is really affectionate to his grandkids, which is good uh-huh. because, you know, they yeah. need it. And um, my high school sweetheart showed up too. Mm-hmm. And when I saw them together, mm-hmm. like physically together, side by side, mm-hmm. um, that was enough for me to realize that, you know, I don't ever want to be with anyone that's like my dad. I want someone who fits Cynthia, you know? And even though I knew that, yeah, it wasn't until I actually saw them standing next to each other, mm-hmm. you know? And um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like completely different, you know, personalities, but, mm-hmm this is what I want and not this, you know? And I, I do feel that it takes more for a man just to, um, as far as when they're a father to get food and um, you got a place to live and all that stuff. Like, I think that there's that love and affection that they should give to their daughters, to their sons, you know, um, to make them feel love and worthy because I think that's like one of those deep rooted things you know mm-hmm. not saying that if that's already there it can't change mm-hmm. obviously I've changed but that is something that you know just because a man has kids doesn't necessarily make them a father or a dad right. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Like I, I love this, like my own, I love watching all those videos of like the men doing their daughter's hair. I know it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, like, like to me that, that, that's really great. Like when I see 
my husband spending that time with the kids. Cause I know like, you know, growing up, my dad worked all the time, you know, so, which is, you know, like we're, you know, we were immigrants to this country. So that's what he did to keep the family running. You know, I know he would rather probably not have been at work all the time. Um, but that was definitely something, something missed was that time with him. And so now that having a partner who is able to spend that time with, with our kids, you know, is definitely something that's, that's great. But, you know, I, it sounds like though, that that was a really big aha moment for you. Like, it is, like see them side by side, you know, yeah. and, and I, I don't want to seem like I'm like bashing my ex-husband because mm-hmm. I do think he's a good father to mm-hmm. our kids and he does give them affection and love mm-hmm. and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is, perfect for them because they love him they love cuddling his arms and he holds them and that's and that's the memory I want them to have that's what I want my daughter to have she loves her father you know and I love seeing it you know um and there's nothing in the world that I'll ever do to try to break that up you know um but as a husband needed someone different yeah and you know and 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 I think and I think that is something that sometimes you have to accept yes sometimes people are are you know are great fathers but might not be great husbands yeah and sometimes it's the opposite and someone could be a really great husband a great partner in life but as a dad they could be really lacking you know or they might not you know be be interested um you know and that's something I feel like you know, I don't know if men have that same kind of introspection about, about themselves, you know, saying, okay, like, this is what I like in a relationship. This is what I want in a partner. Um, so that might be a question we need to, we need to bring yeah. up on the show. So I have something. Um, someone I was talking to, mm-hmm. uh, they, they bought something up, right? So what they bought up was their divorce. And um, him and the wife, they aren't ex-wife. They're on good terms. They're at each other all the time about every little tiny little thing. And the kids suffer from that, you know? But so the daughter has a cell phone um, and the son has an iPad. So um, this person will say like, I keep trying to call my daughter and she's not answering um I keep trying to reach my son but he's not answering um and he said he was just gonna stop and I said um you know how like in the back I'm I'm really big on analogies um I told him you know how in basketball like um you know you have to do the practice in order for you to play in the game um and I told him well think about this like basketball right so before you go out into the court and play the game you have to practice and you have to keep going in and practicing it and and shooting those hoops doing those drills in order for you to be really good and if you're going to the practice and the coach doesn't notice you at all and notice that you're doing a good job you know um in practice and on the team Mm-hmm. then you know but it's it'll hurt a lot but you still keep doing it hoping that they'll notice you one day um but if you stop showing up to practice they'll notice that you're not there 
Absolutely. They'll notice that you're not participating. They'll mm -hmm. notice that, you know, you're not around, you know, and then you won't be put in a game because you don't show up to practice. And sometimes you don't even show up to the game, but they will notice that, you know? And I told him like, you know, with your daughter, she's mm -hmm. a teenager. Like she's not gonna answer her phone. My son has a phone and he doesn't answer it. Yeah. You know, she will look at it and see, oh, miss call my dad, miss call my dad. I'm not gonna talk to my dad, I'm not gonna talk to my dad. But the moment you stop, she will notice and it will hurt her more than anything. Absolutely. And when he had that realization, he realized, you're right. I'm like, I'm going to keep trying. I'm keep calling the calling so she can see that I am thinking about her, that, you know, daddy still loves you kind of thing. And it was a real eye opener. I mean, yeah. and it's true. And it's true. Like, you know, there's more fathers, like, instead of using a divorce as an excuse to leave and abandon your kids, like still call, like still try, you know, because they do see that. And it's like uh, my ex-husband, he calls all the time, you know, for the kids. And um, sometimes they're playing a game on their iPad and he calls and they ignore him. I'm like, come on, talk to your dad, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't stop, like he's always there. And it was one weekend that he didn't call and my older son is like, can you call dad and make sure he's okay? Like there's something wrong, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm sure he's fine. And uh -huh. so he's like, no, 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 please just call. Like he, he didn't even call us this weekend. I mean, you always ignore his calls. And he says, yeah, but he calls. Yes. So yeah. I went, I call, I was like, hey, are you okay? Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> the kids are worried about you. Right. Call. <laughs> and he goes, oh man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, right about that, you know, and, and, and I think the one thing that, um, one thing that I, I always go, go back to, right, is that, is that with, with love, when you're thinking about love, whether it's um, a romantic love or love in a family or love of whatever it is, is that um, it doesn't always have to be reciprocated. Yeah. Like whatever that behavior you're doing doesn't always have to be reciprocated, but that you should still keep on doing it because you love that that person, because you love whatever that that other thing is out there. Um, Ooh, so I think that's a hard line, and parents, I think parent child, yes, uh -huh. husband wife, it needs to be reciprocated. Because Correct. you don't want to be given ninety percent and the other person right. giving ten. Right. So right. That is that is circumstantial. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have a really good good point there. You know, and I guess um I'm thinking like you know if it's a job if it's if it's something that you have like like power over control over right if it's a relationship a romantic relationship it does need to be equal you know um, that that reciprocation always has to be well. So, so maybe another little caveat about it is that, you know, like I might show my husband's love and care in this way, but I don't always expect him to show me that same love and care in that same way as I'm, as I'm showing him, you know? So. Yes. And that is where, um, cause I've been in marriage counseling for several years. <laughs> I've learned a lot. Um, <laughs> and it was very helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's this thing called love languages. Yes. And with the love language, just the way you show love mm -hmm. is different, could be different than how they show love. 
right how they receive love can be different so right plan in a way it's almost like the way you show love is different so I know with my ex-husband his was um words of affirmation mm-hmm. and mine is touch mm-hmm. so you know I think I, I mentioned earlier that like you know he wasn't affectionate with me right and that is my love language you know touch my face, touch my face. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know but this was words of affirmation but the way I grew up mm-hmm. you know it was so um there was no words of affirmation. It was like, it was like, good job. I'm doing something. You know, it was no, let me give you a hug. There was none of that. So that's always something that I'm, I'm not used to doing, you know, yeah. Yeah. um, is giving that type of praise. Mm-hmm. So, um, with the, my high school sweetheart, mm-hmm. um, his is, um, quality time. Okay. So it works because he likes the quality time mm-hmm. and we cuddle. Oh, yeah. so I get my touch. It's quality time. Yes. 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 So it works out. So I think also understanding the love language between you and a partner is, is critical because, you know, because you might not know that he is showing you love, you yeah. know, in his own yeah. way. Um, yeah. And my ex-husband thought that my love language was gifts. So he kept buying me stuff all the time. I just kept sitting aside. I'm like, stop buying me stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think this is where communication is really important. Yeah. You know? Like, like I, I do, I love words of affirmation. And um, I had to actually, when, when we were still like newly, newly married, so past dating, but newly married, um, you know, I had to like tell him, listen, I still want you to like text me during the day and be like, how are you doing? What's going on? You know, like, don't forget to do that because I want you to, you know, want to know that you're, you're kind of thinking about me, you know? And so being able to verbalize that to him, like, this is a need I have and I would like you to fill it in this way. Um, and he was like, okay. Like every day he's at work, he just sends me a little text. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. You know, but I think this goes back to what you were saying about needing to know yourself and what your love language is and being able to verbalize it to your, your partner, you know, and I think in terms of the parent child relationship, you know, I think it's also important to know what your child's love language is. Mm -hmm. Some kids do want, you know, you know, those words of affirmation, some kids prefer touch, some kids prefer spending that quality time, some kids just want gifts, you know, yeah. Um, you know, I, my two older kids love language. Um, mm-hmm. my younger, he's three. So he's just yeah. you know, all over the place. Yeah. What, what they want. Yeah. You know? My older son is, is um, gifts mm-hmm. and words of affirmation. He consistently mm-hmm. asks me, um, are you mad at me? Are you proud of me? You know, um, are you happy? You know, whenever he does something. And cause I, I, I still forget to do that because that wasn't how I was raised. So I have to actively not think it in my head, just come out and say, because that's what he needs. And, and I don't want to make him feel like that his way of wanting to be loved is wrong. You know, I think that's the, the worst thing you could do for a child, you know, cause yeah. you know, so, um, and my daughter is, is physical touch, like mm-hmm. me. So, you know, it works out. We sit on a couch and we just cuddle and oh, watch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I know my, um, my third child, he's, he really, he just wants, he just wants the time. Like 
like he's doing something and he's like, can you just sit next to me? And I'm like, I can, (laughs) you know, which, which just like you said, like, if that's not how you've shown love before, if that's not how love was shown to you before, that, 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 that's like really, really difficult. Like if I was doing something with him, I'm like, oh yeah, great. You know, but just that spending time like with him doing something and me just paying him that attention. Yeah. Um, so as a parent, like, you know, realizing what, what that is and then making sure that even if it's not something that comes second nature to me to be able to, you know, to provide that for, for my child, you know? And so this is stuff that I feel like our parents probably had no clue about. Yeah, yeah, no. They're probably like, look, yeah, you're fed, you're clean, you're going to school, you're yeah. school, you have a house, you should be fine. Lights are on, like, yeah, you know. Lights on, exactly. Like happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did my job. <laughs> That's right. I have provided for you. But that emotional aspect of, of a parent-child relationship, I feel like is actually pretty, pretty new, you know, thinking about children have their own feelings and their own thoughts about things. And, um you know, and how it's, you know, now, now we know as parents that, you know, we have to pay attention to that. Like our kids just don't come, come with, and you put them somewhere and they're fine. You know, that they are developing and growing and taking in whatever we are putting out there for them. Yeah. And and I know as an adult, um, I I do talk to my dad a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. and I will say that as a kid, Mm -hmm. you don't understand exactly how hard it is to be a parent and especially a parent to more than one child each kid is different and interpret things differently Mm -hmm. so I'm three of five right um my older sister and older brother Mm -hmm. and my older brother and sister we all have completely different personalities Mm -hmm. you know and I will say I'm most like with my older brother Mm -hmm. um but we interpret stuff differently and as a kid, you know, you think, am I not loved? You know, like he doesn't want to hold me. Like, you know, but it's like, oh, okay, this person likes this, this person like that, like that, 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 that. And, you know, so we sat down actually and we had a, um, a conversation. And um, the, the conversation, well, it was actually more him talking. <laughs> um, for, for some reason, like, I guess see me now as an adult and how I've changed or transformed since when I was a, a child, mm-hmm. a teenager, a young adult, mm-hmm. um, till now, almost in my <laughs> years <Yeah>. old. Yeah. <laughs> Early 20s now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why that got muffled, you know, but you know, so <laughs> the conversation was interesting and, and he was trying to apologize for how he was mm-hmm. when I was a child mm-hmm. and you know I told him you shouldn't apologize you know and I told him like because my dad got custody of us my mom got sick mm-hmm. we were, I was 11 years old mm-hmm. so a lot of me was already formed you know yeah. and I told him like it was it had to be hard because like with my kids I see everything from birth till now mm-hmm. so I got almost everything figured out, you know, with their personalities. Mm-hmm. I know ooh, if this happens, I know Naomi's going to snap, uh-huh. you know? Um, but when you got us, like we were like, there was a big part of us that was already formed, you yeah. know, yeah. and it was hard. 
And I told him, you shouldn't apologize for that. You know, um, was it rough? It was, um, but you know, I, I told him not to apologize for it. Mm -hmm. And basically like this conversation we have, it, it was, it was really good. It was really good. Um, needless to say, I, I told him that he's a fantastic grandfather. You know, he's given them, you know, my, my kids and all of his grandkids, like attention, love. Um, he holds them, he mm -hmm. listens to them and stuff like that. And regardless of the fact that I did not have that, mm -hmm. I want better for my kids. I want more from them. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was nice, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, back to like our original topic, because mm -hmm. it may seem like I'm going like all these different circles, but essentially like that bond that you have with that father figure, mm -hmm. um, whomever should be uh, father, uncle, grandfather, um, even your older brother, you know, yeah. the person down the street, mm -hmm. whoever that person is, you know, um, can really influence your relationships, how you see yeah. the world, how you see yeah. the opposite sex, the same sex. It can, it, it can change like mm -hmm. everything. I mean, as an adult, I mean, you can work on yourself now. You can't change the past because the past already happened. The past is done. You got to move forward. So you can work on yourself now and figure out yourself, what you want, what you, what you love about yourself, you know? And when you find out what you love about yourself, mm -hmm. you won't settle for less. Yeah. You know what your hard boundaries are, right. you know? Exactly. You know what you will tolerate, you know? Yeah. So it's all this, this big circle, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You are, you're absolutely right about that, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, like, you know, people change as they get older, as different, they have different experiences in life and also mm -hmm. in different relationships, you know, like when my dad was really strict with us growing up, like really, really strict. And I see him with my kids now. And he's like, it's such a big, a big pushover. <laughs> I kind of wonder like, you know, is this how he would have wanted to be as a father really, you know, being more indulgent and more, um, you know, but then feeling like the pressure of, you know, of being the provider and being the caretaker, yeah. you know, um, you know, so, so that like, like, just like with your dad, right. That, that relationship, you know, he has that relationship with your, with your kids. So, yeah. um, wait, and I was going with this because, huh. We're getting old. <laughs> Our memory's like, uh, like hmm, I was going somewhere and then now I'm lost. Um, but that sense of the how relationships can, can change, you know, and how sometimes as an adult, you know, or even when, when we're younger, if we know that we're, we're needing something or missing something that we can go search, search for it, you know, whether that is from, you know, like, like an uncle or an older brother or your pastor or, you know, a teacher or someone who, who you can trust to kind of give you that, that guidance or, you know, whatever you, you feel that you're missing and, and having that, um, that father figure in your life, you know. I also want to point out, and I think we had talked about this, is that it doesn't necessarily have to be um, a father. It doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, a man, right? You know, thinking of all like the single parents out there, the single mothers out there, um, you know. And for me, it really comes up to more, to more of like 
a balance, right? You want to have a variety of people in your life who you can see, who you could, you know, see as a role model, as a mentor, um, saying, okay, this person, you know, I like these qualities about them. This person, some of the qualities I don't really like as much. And then be able to incorporate that into yourself and, and being yeah. able to say that and to recognize that, you know, and I think it always comes back to, that sense of knowing for yourself what it is you want and being able to pick and choose um, in terms of the relationships that you have in your life. Yeah, um, the the picking and choosing part, that is um, almost like uh, you're going into a casino and you see this, you know, you, you got like a whole bunch of like quarters. And you're like, oh, uh -huh. I'm gonna try this machine, you know, I'm gonna try it, I'm gonna try it, try it, oh, you know, let me go to the next one, you know? So you have to take those risks to, to find out what it is that you actually like and love about yourself and what you want in a relationship because the you're not gonna get it right the first time. Correct, yeah. Fourth or fifth yeah. or sixth, yeah. you know, you're not gonna get it right and that's okay. But what you take from all those relationships is, a better understanding of yourself and what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. And, and just knowing also when you see the relationship not going well, you yeah. know, yeah. I think sometimes when you're in a relationship for so long, you forget that you're not happy and yeah. you forget at what point that yeah. happiness has stopped. Yeah. But with each failed relationship, you know, you're able to realize that, you know, um, so with the gambling part for picking and choosing, like, don't be afraid, you know, um, and since when I moved out of my dad's house, I was 17 going on 18, I just graduated, went to the army, uh, and while I was in the army, um, I will say that there was a, a hole, like a, like a gap, like, and Cynthia that was left, you know? Um, and I found that in these really strong, powerful women, mm -hmm. you know? And I admire them and they helped me to realize what I want and find the strength that's in me, you know? Um, and I, I do think too that like with some girls um that don't have that father figure in their life a positive one they get caught up in the bad ones yeah. and those bad ones put on um that face like i'm here to help you i am but they're not and you don't realize that you know and that is that is a scary part that's the part that you know i wouldn't gamble with you know with teenager teenage girls looking for that father figure somewhere um, because they can't find the wrong ones because there's a lot of bad, bad Absolutely. men out there and boys that would really take advantage of that, you know? So I think at that point that this is where strong women should come in and Absolutely. let them know they're powerful. Like they're, you know, they got this. Like they don't need to feel like they should give this guy everything just because he said you're pretty. Like you need to know that you're pretty, you know, and your yeah. self-worth. So yeah. in the sense of knowing and having a, a positive role, male role model and father mm -hmm. figure, you know, it's also important to realize that, you know, our daughters, ourselves, we need to make sure that those men that we do bring in our lives mm -hmm. aren't taken away from us for yeah. their own 
guilty pleasures and benefits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're absolutely right about that. And, and I think like, when I say like, like you can go out and find what you need, you need to first know what it is you yeah. for, you know? And I think exactly what, what you said that no know, knowing yourself, right. And sometimes, you know, getting to know yourself comes from other relationships, from relationships with other women, relationships with, you know, with other people in, in your life to know, okay, this is, this is what, what, what I need, you know? So it's like, it's like full circle. It goes back to the need to know yourself mm-hmm. and how that's really essential that you really can't have a healthy relationship if you don't know yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree 100%. And I think it's um, hardest in those teenage years. Yeah. More so for girls because they're still trying to find themselves and they're still getting used to the hormones pumping through their body and all that stuff, then becoming a woman. And, you know, um, for that, those precious years, it's important to mold them properly. I know, like what's the word there? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as a parent, having, you know, seeing your child and wanting them to have the influence that is that is positive, that's going to lead them to the right path, that's going to, you know, so that way they can tell the difference between this is a good relationship, this is a bad relationship, this is someone who I want to hang out with, this is not someone who I want to hang out with, you know, um, I tell my, my, my older daughter, like, I can, you know, give her my knowledge, I can tell her about my experiences. Um, and she could also hear it from her friends, from her aunties, from, from her grandmothers, and that she needs to take all of that and then decide like, what, what does that mean for her? You know, so that eventually, you know, she is going to be out there with, without me to protect her <laughs> and that she's going to have to know, you know, what is, what is going to work for her and what is not, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that preparation, you know, I think as a parent is something, I mean, th- this, this is part of our job, right. Is to prepare our kids, you know, and I say this to my husband all the time and he's like behaving in a way that I'm like, why are you doing that? You know, like your kids are watching you and, you know, think about what, what are they taking from this? You know, like if someone else was behaving like this, would you want them to be hanging out with that person? You know, I know we all get into that, like, you know, we're like, ah, you know, and then it kind of just jolts me, you know, and then I'm always like apologetic to my kids. I'm like, that's not really the best way to behave. You know, don't lose your cool. (laughs) You you might, yes. And that is okay. But you know, if I could do it over, I would have done this differently, you know, learn from my mistakes. Don't do my mistakes. Um, So yeah. Yeah. But this has, this has been really, really great. I feel like we can keep on talking about this because yeah. it is, it's such, it's such a big, a big deal. The sense of, you know, how do you know yourself in order to have healthy relationships, you know, whether that's with a romantic partner or a parent or our children. Um, and that's really, I mean, I, I, I think, and even about thinking about a healthy relationship with our work, you know, with our boss, with our coworkers, um, that's definitely something that, you know, a life. Okay, so that's, that's a whole different story. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm like a whole different person. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? I really, I love that about you, you know, because you know yourself in all the different places where you are in, in your life, you know, as a, as, a, as a parent, as a partner, as a worker, you know, and that, you know, I know, and that there is consistency, but that you know what your boundaries are, you know what you, you know, in your work, this is what you are looking for. Um, yeah. I think that's so, that's so important, you know. It, it really is. It, it, <clears throat> it really is. And it was not an easy thing to do at mm-hmm. all. Um, one of my friends, we, I've known her for, um, geez, uh, almost 20 years. Uh-huh. And we were starting a business adventure together. And um, so we're talking on the phone about the business and she says, why are you acting like this? I'm like, like what? And she goes, that's not how you usually act. I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And um, she goes, you know, you're so blunt and straightforward and you know, this, this, this and timelines and I'm like, oh, I haven't met the business Cynthia yet. (laughs) done you know <laughs> so but you know as a friend I'm like girl what's up you know <laughs> relax <more> relax <laughs> so um but yeah it it wasn't something that happened overnight you know um yeah so but it's you know anybody can achieve that if they're willing to take the risk and change in their lives forever. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the other piece is like knowing, knowing when to change and what that changes that, that you want. So but we could leave that for another time. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for spending this time on Friday. I really yeah. I enjoy our talks. I feel like I learned, I learned so much from our discussions and just being able to kind of, um, further like you know clarify my thoughts because you catch things and I'm like oh yeah like you're like there's that 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 little piece I'm thinking about it and I'm like yeah I need to add that that piece in so I always learn something from our conversations same here (laughs) all right well I will see you again in two weeks great all right (laughs) all righty Thank you for hanging out with me. And if you like what you are hearing and you want to continue to hear more inspirational and motivational coaching tips that's designed specifically to help you to obtain unshakable self-confidence, then be sure to subscribe. Also on capriciously.com, that's C-A-P-R-I-C-I-O-U-S-L-E-E.com, we have a number of courses and a membership program that is designed specifically to help you to master the art of being truly authentic to yourself and to have that unshakable self-confidence that you deserve. Also there, you can book your free consultation if you're interested in having me as your personal confidence coach. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Go ahead. What are you waiting for? Check out capriciously.com and see how we can help you to get that unshakable confidence that you deserve.